Jamar Chase said, Pat who? About Patrick Mahomes, and Mahomes had a certain response. We'll talk about that. Diggs, Stephon Diggs, maybe having a beef with, with Josh Allen. A lot more here on Locked On NFL Podcast. Chris Carter, your boy Q. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, my friend and co-host, your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. I'm from Locked On Steelers. We host your Friday episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast, which you can find on all your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes with all of the hosts who are who host on the show throughout the week. Uh, let's... Uh, also, this show is sponsored by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, of course, is a, is a great company to get shorts and other, and other kind of clothes. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. Q, there was a bit of uh, uh, a talk this 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 week um, from two of the prominent uh, AFC teams. And it started with Jamar Chase uh, saying, Pat, who? Hmm. When people were asking him who the best player in the NFL is, and he said, "Oh, it's Joe Burrow," and then he was like, "Well, what about Patrick Mahomes?" And he was like, "Well, Pat, who?" And uh, and and that was kind of the clip there uh, that that everyone was talking about. And uh, to that clip, Patrick Mahomes uh, had a very uh, a very just a kind of a, a casual response of posting this picture of him on Twitter with his new with both of his rings, including the new rings as the Chiefs got their rings literally. Uh, this this week, uh, celebrating their uh, their second Super Bowl win in this in the, in the Andy Reid era, and like friendly banter, you know, as, aside, it's kind of just normal. That's normal trash talk. It wasn't like ultra disrespectful because it was also, I think, it was just kind of Jamar Chase goofing around. But the Chiefs and Bengals are rivals now. The the, the Bengals knocked the Chiefs out of the playoffs two years ago. The Chiefs knocked out of the, the Bengals out of the playoffs last year. Uh, but the Bengals are haven't won a Super Bowl, and the Chiefs have won two. Where do you see this this standing right now as far as who gets who uh, in, in this in this rivalry? Well, I'm excited by it. I think it's really a good rivalry. I think the NFL really wants it. They want to have the old Manning and uh, and and uh, Tom Brady type rivalry, and they haven't had it right. They haven't had that opportunity. But this is the makings of it. And I'm not going to say it's there yet. But Patrick Mahomes clearly is the best quarterback in the league. Joe Burrow said he was the best quarterback in the league, and Jamar Chase said Pat who and. You know, Patrick Mahomes fires back after they get their rings, right? This, that's who. So I think that that's great. You know, and the the thing about it is, the mayor last year uh, in Cincinnati came out talking trash about uh, basically Joe Burrow being Patrick Mahomes' daddy. And so, I mean, there's there's a lot of chirping going on. But the thing, the reality of it is that Kansas City has lived up to the billing. Even when you think that Kansas City is done, when, oh, Patrick Mahomes is injured, his ankle, he's never going to be able to play on that. And look, I'm saying that because that wasn't the words that were out there. Those were the words that I said, right? Those are my mm-hmm. words. So I know that I can quote myself. And uh, I didn't think that they were going to be able to get it done because of that injury to the quarterback last year. And, well, they end up getting it done. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow and company have a really good team. They still need to continue to improve that team. They still need to continue to upgrade that offensive line. But – I mean, you're, you're looking at two of the best teams in the AFC, and so there's a good chance that they're going to battle for years to come. I really see it as a triangle, man. I look at it as uh, Kansas City, uh, Cincinnati, and then maybe a close third is Buffalo, and I know we'll talk about Buffalo and their uh, trials and tribulations that they may be having going on. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but those right there are the best three teams in the AFC, and I think that there's the Chiefs, the Bengals, a gap, and then Buffalo. So this rivalry is really starting to heat up, and it's going to be a lot of fun. 
it, it is going to be a lot of fun. I think it, it's fun right now. I mean, when these two teams go at it, they're, they're great football games. There's a lot of uh, explosiveness there. And I, I, again, I get sometimes the chirping between teams and things like that. Joe Burrow is certainly one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but it, it's kind of tough to talk to the King, you know, when they, when they're, <laughs> they're not, they're fresh off beating. But you can't be scared of him off. either though. You can't be scared of him. You I mean, be just because he's and, the and, best and, quarterback and, in the league don't mean that he's exempt from trash talk. I mean, look, you know, you got to still go after him. But Joe Burrow did give him his respect and say that Pat, you know, Pat's the best quarterback in the league. So there's that. Jamar is just saying he's doing his best T.O. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. You know, so that's. And I feel feel that entirely. Like, I I get that. I just I I, kind of look back and I'm like, man, like there's times you don't poke the bear like you and. I get that the Bengals, because there's no need to go there just just, just now, especially in, in June or something. But the, but like, like, don't give people bullet board material. You know, the Steelers had this rookie. Ah, it's June. It's June. Don't worry about bullet board. It's June. Get out of here, Chris. Get out of here. Listen, it ain't it ain't like the listen. week before the game. Okay. Now the mayor, the, chief, the, the mayor is the different. I'll, I'll, look, the mayor is different. When the, the mayor, mayor gave all that BS bulletin board material, I was like, dude, sit your ass down and go sign a bill or something, man. Get kick rocks with that. That's that was me on that. But bulletin board material in June, I'm not buying that one. And I'm, 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 all I'm saying is, don't poke the bear because when you <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is one heck of a bear. To be poked right now in the NFL. I go, I think back to a time in 2007 when the Patriots were undefeated yeah. and they were they were in the middle of that historic run uh, before they lost the Super Bowl to the Giants. There was a there was a Steelers safety by the name of Anthony Smith, yeah, who in the locker room just said, like, I you know, they had just beaten a really good Bengals team with uh you know Chad Ochocinco and Carson Palmer and that group. And they said, you know what, I think we beat uh one of the best passing offenses in the NFL this year. Uh, I think we're going to beat the Patriots next week. And then a reporter said, do you guarantee it? And he was like, no, I don't guarantee it. I, I mean, I, that's, that's ridiculous. And he said, oh, so you're scared of the Patriots. And he says, all <laughs> right, I guarantee that that we, that we beat the Patriots. And that became the tagline. And it was it was like a it was like, a, OK, if you want to go there type of thing, yeah, yeah. He was thinking like we're going to own them. And in that game. Tom Brady went right after that man, and I think his first touchdown threw it right past him, and he ran twenty yards downfield and yelled in his face. And I was—that's what I was like, man, Anthony Smith, you poked the bear, right? And but he poked the bear in the regular season, in the middle of the season, he didn't poke the bear in June. Listen, <laughs> hey, look, they're in Cancun right now, man. They're, grudges, they're, man. They're, look, mini camp them. is over. They're—they're <laughs> they're on the way somewhere, the Chiefs, man. When they beat the Bengals this this past year. They was holding on to all sorts of stuff that the, that the Bengals had been saying. They brought up stuff that they said last year. Yeah, but during the season, not June. You no, know no, I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying last year. They held on to, to comments made oh, from the man. season before. All I'm saying is don't poke the Chiefs bear, man. They got, I like it, they man. Hey, look, get, get your poke on, side. man. Get your poke on, man. Talk trash. Okay. I want to look. Okay. Everyone but the mayor is allowed to talk. That's all. I, that's my only rule. Everyone, everyone but the mayor. the mayor could talk trash. And look, Jamar Chase having his quarterbacks back is what he's supposed and, to and do. And that's his guy. That's too. how he's They're supposed to. Go back to, to LSU. That, right. That's how they look, man. That's how his his bread's gonna get buttered as well, right? I mean, you can't you can't not uh yeah, not true. back your guy and then think you're gonna get the majority of the looks. But look, I mean, that's it's good. Good, healthy banter. It's good for the league to have a nice, healthy rivalry. Again, going back to uh, the old Brady Manning, and that's what the NFL wants, and they're getting that. I just hope that Cincinnati continues to hold up their end of the bargain since they haven't 
punched through yet, right? They haven't got through yet. At, at some point, as look, as a guy who covers the Raiders and the Raiders play the Chiefs twice a year, and they always, every time it's like, it's Chiefs week. Oh, man, it's a big rivalry. Not really because you're on the wrong end of it, right? At some point, to make a rivalry, you've got to get some, L, some dubs too, right? And, that, I mean, that's as real as I could be. It's not a rivalry when you're getting your, your backside kicked in all the time. You've got to live up to your end of the bargain. So, at some point, Cincinnati, and they have won. That's the good thing. They have won, but they haven't won the big one yet, right? They won, what, three games? Uh, they, they knocked them off three times, so they've done that. So they've done that part, but they haven't won in the playoffs. They haven't won when it matters, punching the ticket to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. So uh, I, think they're, I think it's right there. I think it's right there to be a, a really good rivalry. And with these two quarterbacks, if Cincinnati can protect Joe Burrow, they'll be in good shape. Jeez, the, the- – the Chiefs have beaten the Raiders 15 of the last Oh, yeah, but it's not about the Raiders. This is a conversation. I'm just, I'm just pointing out, Chris. <laughs> you ain't got to kick me while I'm down, man. I'm just pointing out. I'm not. You brought it up. I, I know. I said, like, no, I know, but I'm, you didn't have to expand on it. Like, I already, I already let that be known. Like, we all know that that's a lopsided conversation. I get it. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. And you ain't got to go and do the research and be like, well, you know, actually, to break this on down. <laughs> And the scoring margin has been a difference of... Is Raiders region okay over there? There is no such thing. It's called Raider Nation. Man, look, kick rocks, man. We're talking about the Chiefs and the Bengals, man. See how you are? We'll be talking about another one of the AFC contenders, and that's the Buffalo Bills. There was a bit of drama with Stephon Diggs. We'll break down what happened there and what we think is going on behind the scenes with the Buffalo Bills here on the Locked On NFL podcast. We're your host, Chris Carter, and your boy Q. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, of course, is a great place to go get clothing right now, and they give you these special kind of shorts that are very comfortable to wear and very stylish looking when you put them on, too. Bird Dogs make you look good. They use these stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer on you through the thigh and through the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing that Lululemon does, but they fit way better on you. And when they fit better than they fit better than regular shorts because they're not made of stiff, restricting cotton. They're made of a, a, a cloud knit fabric that Bird Dogs has actually invented that that makes them look like khaki, but they stretch so that you get that slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any movement. And Bird Dogs also uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl and enter promo code locked on nfl all capital letters all one word you do that you get a free yeti style tumbler with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nfl for a free yeti style tumbler you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl We're back here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Chris Carter, your boy Q, breaking things down here on on the on the NFL. Now let's switch to another AFC team, another prominent AFC team, and that's the Buffalo Bills. It seems like everything kind of quiet, quieted down throughout the week, but Stephon Diggs didn't show for the first day of mandatory minicamp, and these things can usually kind of get explained away. Like you know, they can be um, they can be talked about and kind of be like, hey, you know, a player didn't come in, like T.J. Watt wasn't at the first day of Steelers minicamp, but you, Mike Tomlin was like, he was excused. We knew where he was. He's fine. Like, you know, but when uh, Sean McDermott was asked about where Stephon Diggs was, he was like, ah, oh, you know, this isn't that great. And so uh, they said there was, there was an issue that Stephon Diggs did show up for minicamp and it kind of got quelled there, but this stems from, there were people, there were rumors that there would be contract disputes or things like that, that that didn't necessarily come about in the off season. And then also the image of when the bills were eliminated in the playoffs last year, and you saw Stephon Diggs kind of barking on the sideline uh, in the in the direction of Josh Allen. And it makes me wonder, Q, 
Is there something else going on here that maybe we're not privy to with the Stephon Diggs situation? Because, you know, I, I look at the bills and I'm thinking like, what is what does Diggs have to complain about? He, he's getting paid $14.8 million this year. Um, his contract is, is, is humongous. He's signed through 2027. So he's got plenty of time, plenty of time on that. Um, he's got a great quarterback. He's got an offense. Um, you know, he's the, he's the top five, as far as a uh, total value, as far as a year average per year, he makes the fifth most mo- amount of money among NFL wide receivers, which is pretty good numbers. Um, is there something that we're missing here as far as like if what there might be beef here between him and the Bills right now? Yeah, I mean, there's clearly something going on in the background that, as you mentioned, we don't know what it is. But normally when it's a situation in mandatory minicamp and the guy shows up to camp and then he leaves and then he comes back, whatever, it's usually, as you mentioned, contract situation. But they just signed him last year, so it's not that. They just uh, really came and made a, a restructure in his contract in March, so they actually gave him more money up front, so it's definitely not that. Uh, I do think it goes back to... The offensive philosophy, I believe it goes back to that last game we saw them playing in the playoffs when he was very demonstrative on the sideline and very upset with uh, what was going on with Josh Allen. And, you know, I don't know, you know, why there's such an issue between the end of the season and that last playoff game and now, right? And then Sean McDermott, I think, made this whole situation even worse by basically saying, yeah, we're very concerned about him not being here and then tried to walk it back the next day and say, well, he did everything he was asked to do. So I don't know. It's mixed mixed signals from the head coach. Uh, I don't know what Stephon Diggs has going on because he hasn't spoke to anybody. So there's that. I know he put out on, you know, Twitter about people or Instagram people talking and capping and this, that, and the other. And so, you know, I, I'm not going to try to break down what he meant by that because, again, he hasn't said anything publicly. He hasn't talked to the media. But I definitely believe there's something going on, and I do think there's something going on with the quarterback position uh, in him and that relationship because Josh Allen multiple times has come out and said he's got Stephon Diggs back. Now, I will say Von Miller, good friend of the show, Von Miller, he uh, actually said that uh, – it was not a big deal. He was like, this is not a big deal. This is totally overblown. Um, just it's nothing to worry about. And then the next day, Stephon Diggs was back in camp. So I, I tend to believe Fire extinguisher. I tend to believe that Von Miller has a good idea of what's going on. Yes. But the one thing that stood out to me the most is the fact that Sean McDermott said, well, we just all needed a break. You know, you know, like uh, we, we, we thought that that it was good for him to get a break. We needed a break. Josh needed a break. How? Mandatory minicamp just started. It's not like you're three weeks into training camp. Right? I mean, it's, it's, it just started. How do you need yeah. a break already? So has there been something brewing in the background this whole time, maybe in the communication lines? You know what I mean? And so I just I feel like that there's something going on in that triangle between McDermott, Diggs, and also uh, Josh Allen. And look, if you look at the numbers, you look at Josh Allen, we talk about an elite quarterback. Man, he had a lot of turnovers in 2022. Right, he, he had a ton of turnovers, like what, seventeen interceptions, I believe, seventeen interceptions mm-hmm. and like seven fumbles. I mean, he he's right now he's that team's best running back, and maybe that's part of the situation. Maybe he wants the Bills to go out and make a move for maybe a Dalvin Cook. Maybe he wants them to go out and make a move for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe he wants just the roster tweaked a little bit, and they probably said that, hey, we're going to work on this roster uh, to to maximize their championship window. And this is just me thinking out loud, so I don't know. And they haven't done that. They haven't addressed it the way he, you know, thought that they were supposed to. Or maybe he felt that they had told him they were going to. So he feels a little jobbed. I don't know. But the last thing I do, I'll say about this is we all know he didn't get along well with Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. That's why he's in Buffalo now. Right? I mean, think about that. It's not like Buffalo drafted him. He's in Buffalo because 
he had an issue at the end of the day with Kirk Cousins. So if there's an issue at the end of the day with, with Josh Allen, who knows if Stephon Diggs tries to force him his way out of town because he's done it before. That's the only thing I do know. I, I, I look at this. And I wonder, because I would never put Josh Allen in the same conversation as Kirk Cousins. No, I wouldn't Carson. either, but that's his quarterback. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and you know, you, you the, the visual of how upset he was at the end of the game and where he was directing his upset uh, feelings uh, at, the, at, the, at the end of their last playoff loss was at Josh Allen. And as a person who's, you know, watched the NFL and studied how things work, organizations protect their franchise quarterbacks. They stand by them. When that quarterback says they want something, they get it for them. Mm -hmm. Or if that quarterback messes up, there's very few organizations that get in their face and be like, hey, you got to clean this up and this is on you and and, and you got to do this. Uh, They they, kind of treat that delicately because they need those quarterbacks to be the center of their their organization. And it makes me wonder if we talk about those interceptions, Josh Allen threw 14 in the regular season last year. Um, I wonder if part of this is Stefan Diggs doesn't like how the how, like, maybe he thinks that Josh Allen is being handed too softly uh, by, by the Bills yeah. management in, in, in how they work there. Because I mean, and, like, let's say Josh Allen again, one of the best talents in the NFL. He's, he's big, he's fast, he has a cannon of an arm. Uh, he's able to make a ton of plays that most people can't, uh, you know, when it comes to watching quarterbacks throughout NFL history. But I, I, I wonder if that's what plays into it is Stefan Diggs, he can't say it too loud but he's like he's like man like i think that we need to you know we need to push that guy we need to change the the dynamics of how 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 things work around here i think that that could be what's going on here because i don't i don't think it's money that's the issue i don't either and von miller being the veteran that he that he is and friend of the show and and friend of the show he was he was i think he's smart to come with the fire extinguisher hey they say this this is not a big deal relax and it might not be he uh, that might be the total thing there but even if it is it's his job as a veteran on a team that he's trying to win one more Super Bowl with to help put this out. And I think that that's why Von Miller being the smart man that he is, he's trying to make sure that whatever this is, it does not become a thing that leaks into it. Because if they go week one and, and they lose their game, I don't know who they play in, in, in the season opener, but if they lose their game and Stephon Diggs has like 50 yards or something, and it, it, this is going to come back up. It's going to carry back over, and then it's going to become a whole narrative. It's going to be a cloud that hangs over this team, and they need to disperse this cloud and get the sunshine and rainbows going back in Buffalo. Well, I'm glad that it's, you know, June 16th right now, right? Again, going back to June, I'm glad it's right now, and they're not in training camp because if this was a training camp situation, I'd feel like, you know what, maybe this is going to carry over to the regular season. And, look, it still might for every reason that you just said. I mean, every time they lose a game, if Diggs doesn't have a big game, everyone might just go back to, what's the relationship like, right? It might, it might come back up. But yeah. I feel like at least with it being June 16th, there's an opportunity for everything to get worked out, cleared up, and get ready for the regular season. So that, I guess if you're looking for the silver lining, if you're looking for the rainbow at the, at the, rainbow at the end of this, that they have some time to get this thing cleaned up before, before the action really matters and training camp's going, and then you're in each other's throats and in, you know, in each other's face for all those weeks preparing for the regular season. So that's, the, I guess, the one silver lining here. Absolutely. We'll talk more about, about that as that goes on. Maybe this becomes a non-story, but certainly something to watch as the offseason continues, as is the DeAndre Hopkins watch, which, which continued. We talked about Dalvin Cook last week uh, when we were on the Friday episode. We'll talk about DeAndre Hopkins and what we see happening there right here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Chris Carter, your boy Q, stick with us. We'll be right back.
Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, Chris Carter, your boy Q, breaking things down. Let's switch to the other conference, and maybe it will be the same conference soon, but DeAndre Hopkins watch, and it continues. Uh, We're still looking at the options there as far as where he's going to pick. And and Q, I kind of go back to the notion of where he's going to sign somewhere it might be in any of uh, it won't be with the Bengals because they're not they're not that team, but it might be with a Chiefs roster or, you know, if the Bills wanted to get aggressive, uh, you know, with with how with how they want to spend. It might be with one of these top tier teams that's looking to just get over the top somehow uh, as far as, you know, creating opportunities with signing big name players. You know, the Bills, they'd have they'd have to do some maneuvering with their with their salary cap right. space. Uh, to make to make it happen, uh, but the Chiefs—they're uh, also a team that they would need to make some moves to make it happen. But there's teams out there that that I think that if DeAndre Hopkins, if he's looking for a landing spot, he's not looking to be on a Cardinals team that's gonna probably be kicking around and trying to figure out how to win again over the next couple seasons. He's looking for a team that's ready to compete right now, and it makes you wonder what is that best team that doesn't already have a slew of wide receivers that's ready to go? Well, I'll tell you, he's been what, in New England for the past couple days. I don't understand why the Patriots are hosting him for a couple days and, and let him get out of town. I don't, I don't yeah. understand that at all, especially when you name their most dangerous wide receiver. They don't, they don't have the most dangerous wide receiver, right? I know Juju Smith-Schuster's mm-hmm. there. I get that. Tyquan Thornton is a sec- former second-round pick. I get that. He's no, there. He's none, a speedster. None, but none there's, there's nobody that's scary, right? And, look, yeah. Mac Jones is not the end-all, be-all when it comes to quarterback, but at least give him a weapon. And so I'm, I'm very interested and intrigued by this whole flirtation, DeAndre Hopkins and the Patriots, uh, for multiple reasons, right? Bill O'Brien is the, is the offensive coordinator. Him and Nuke didn't get along when he was in Houston. He, he traded them to the Cardinals for a cup of coffee. So there's that, right? And so I don't know if I guess they can put that behind them and just go in and, and be professionals, whatever. Maybe it's the Bill Belichick effect where it really doesn't matter. Just go out there and make it happen. I think that New England should put the full court press on them and just go get it done. You look at that division. You look at all those weapons. I mean, you talk about the Bills. Obviously, we know about the Jets. It's been well documented. Miami's got a slew of weapons. What does New England have? Right? What does New England have? <laughs> so, I mean, I think but that if, they, they if should. That's New England. If I'm D-Hop, why would I want to sign with you? Well, I think D-Hop, I, honestly, and I don't know. Obviously, I've not talked to him. I think that D-Hop is looking for a, a payday. I think he's looking for the best case scenario when it comes to money. I don't think. if Because, look, a Super Bowl he, he visited with Tennessee. Right? I mean, he took a visit with Tennessee. What are they winning? But the Nashville Bowl. That's a good point. Right? No disrespect to our guy. Uh, our, our, our guy from Tennessee. Yeah, Ty, man. He's always catching strays on this show, man. I got to apologize. Yeah. This is two weeks in a row. That no, we it's have, not we two weeks in a row. Time. But we he does catch strays every once in a while. Tyler, Tyler. Did it last week. No, it wasn't last week. I was talking about him. It was like weeks ago. What are you talking about? It wasn't week, last week. But he always catches strays because he gets fired up, man. He's like me. He gets fired up. Right. Anyway, that's my guy. Didn't he do? Didn't he do like a bird dogs read and and like had no shirt on or something? Like I missed that. No, he put it I, in I the group chat. He had it in the group chat with us the other day, right? And he was like, "Man, I was trying to show off my bird dogs, which is great. That's going over and beyond the call of duty for the client, which is what you're supposed to do. Shameless plug, right there. That's what you're supposed to do for the client. But I think that he was. He was like, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, Ty. That's my guy. Check him out. Locked on Titans. Good to, no, I'm serious. You, you, you first, you shoot him, then you try to be like, "It's okay, man." No, I, I shot him, but then I also gave him a bandage. Right? I'm like, "Hey, dude, you're bleeding." What's that, what's that gonna do with a bullet wound? <laughs> I mean, he'll, you know, 
I don't know, dog. Anyway, I don't know. But I think that this, like, this is derailed. But let's let's get back to the D-Hop talk. I'm, I'm going to give you some teams right here I'm out. that have salary cap space okay. and are competitive. Because okay. like I, I do agree, D-Hop ain't going to sign nowhere for cheap. He wants to get paid right now. Right. But I don't think I a championship at, is, is his number one goal because, again, he went to Tennessee and he's in New England. Okay. Go visit point. Buffalo. Go visit Kansas City. Go visit a team that you feel like can win. Right, and I don't see those. Right. I don't see the teams that he's at so far. I don't see them as as winners. Well, let's let's talk about some ones that might be winners that also okay. have money and in, in, uh, a lot in their salary cap space. Everyone's excited. You talk about the AFC East. The Jets have twenty three million dollars in cap space. Him and Aaron Rodgers. He, they they himself. have so many weapons already though in in New 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 York. They don't need another one, do I they? Feel like that's a. I feel like that's a good problem to have. Right? That's, well, that's true. That's true. It's a good problem. The Lions have twenty two point nine million dollars open. Right. Granted, I'm not. Uh, I'm not so sure. You know, Jared Goff is the pair that you want there, but that, that would be, he would be another big weapon there and could open up their offense more. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys with twenty point four million dollars there. Dak Prescott uh, and I mean they they have their slew weapons as well, but D Hop would be a, a nice exclamation point. And I, I talked about Dalvin Cook being an option for them. I think D Hop would even be a better option for them because they still got Tony Pollard. They still got that. But to get Dak Prescott, like an ultimate group of weapons, yeah. the Cowboys could probably make a case for having the best receiving core in the NFL if they added if they added D Hop. Um, you know that makes sense there. The Vikings have seventeen point eight million dollars. Uh, they have Justin Jefferson. They just drafted Jordan Addison. Yeah, not sure if that would be the move, but maybe maybe it is. Um, you know, the Packers are looking for a wide receiver uh, with $16.5 million, and who knows what's going to happen with Jordan Love there. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That, that would be interesting, right, to see if D-Hop goes, goes there uh, and kind of replaces where Devontae Adams was for them for years. But I named those teams, the Jets, the Lions, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Packers. Which one of those teams would make the most sense for D-Hop right now? Um, out of those, I kind of like the Lions and the Cowboys. I, I, I mm. like those, and and the reason it's funny. I like the team. I like the Lions, even though I'm late to the party on the Lions. Right, I still don't believe that they're going to be both, that team that's going to going to be a contender. But the thing is, if you add him, then maybe all of a sudden I want to get to the party a little quicker. Right, that, that's kind of that's kind of why I think about that. Like, well, I mean, if they keep keep adding weapons and they keep trying to bolster this team, and you know, they went out and made the move for Gibbs, uh, you know, the running back out of Alabama early in the first round, where everyone's like, wait, what, 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 what? And then you went and addressed the defense early in the first round in the draft as well I mean they they they're trying to put some things together like I don't want to take that from Detroit and act like they're not but a a move for Hopkins would also signify like hey we're here to do this we believe in ourselves and we're going to make a run and so then I'd get to the party I'd still be late but I wouldn't be as fashionably late as I'm 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 going to right I plan on getting there like making that appearance at the end of the party just to say oh yeah by the way I was here right but if 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 they make a move for Hopkins I might actually show up in the middle of the party and be like hey let's enjoy this thing for a while Right. And the Cowboys, <laughs> for every reason that you said, I think the Cowboys would be good. Uh, I think that they took a big step back when they got rid of Amari Cooper, sent him to Cleveland. Thought that was a bad decision. They did that for salary cap purposes. And I say that in air quotes because you can always make it work if you want to. So whatever the case was there, I think that that would at least give him a, a legit uh, another weapon across with C.D. Lamb. And of course, you know, being back in the state of Texas, D-Hop is very familiar with Texas. He certainly is. He was there in Houston for for so long. Yep. And, and that would be interesting. You, you have CeeDee Lamb and D-Hop as your one-two punch. Then Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup are your third and fourth options. Right, and Cooks That's is a, a deep fair. threat. Yeah, Cooks is a deep threat. And then Gallup mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I like Gallup, but I just think that he's just Gallup, right? I mean, I don't exactly. think he's a superstar. 
that's why I think like this could be the right fit. It could is going to the Cowboys here because they are a competitive team. They've been in the playoffs. They just need to get over the hump. And DeAndre Hopkins is a guy who can make huge plays for you. He can turn your offense from a good offense to a great offense. Plus, uh, plus, Chris, if he goes to the Cowboys or has any interest, you know who the ultimate closer is, right? Jerry. We got we getting some Jerry Jones here on the show. Hey, Nuke. (laughs) Say. Here we go. Say, Nuke. This is Jerry. Jerry (laughs) Jones. You want to play with Dak? It's stupid. Dak Prescott, he's our quarterback. He's your quarterback. Think about this. Nuke Hopkins. Think about that jersey hanging in the in the in the star. Think about the fans with Hopkins on their back. It is so bad how good you're you're good. Think about that Johnny Walker blue after we win games and beat them Eagles and them Giants. And them commanders. <laughs> Think about uh, I, I guarantee you this. <laughs> Jerry Jones does not say commanders. He still says that. Yeah, yeah, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. He probably says a lot of things that he went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't, we can't say these things. We're going to sell some but, jerseys. We're going to sell some jerseys, D-Hop. Why they call you D-Hop? Why they call it D-I-B? Is, is it, do you like IHOP, but you didn't want to make it obvious? <laughs> but in all seriousness, I, I just I look at that. You know the the Cowboys, Jerry Jones. He loves to be a big spender. I talked about Dalvin Cook last week. When yeah, because we it, it was just like they got money, and yeah. Dalvin Cook would be a nice shiny object. But like you said, Tony Pollard's kind of there. They have that guy. Be a nice one-two punch, running. though. You know, and and and, yeah. and right, and that, that 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 is part of that conversation. But if D Hop is added in and you pay him they have like what 20 ish million dollars 23 million dollars mm-hmm. in, in cap space you pay him what 15 for, for a season that's a that, that you still have cap space left over for emergency situations yeah you again you bolster you maybe have the best wide receiver room in the nfl and you you say hey dak we're hey, giving dak. it to you man hey Keep dak oh, we gave we you we gave you all the weapons you need dak you got the keys to the car the Lambo is out back. The bus is even bigger out back. It's your choice. Go and drive the car. <laughs> I'm done. You are. I'm you done. Are but I do like that I'm fit. Glad. You sold me on it. With you sold me on it. I like. I like the Cowboys as a fit. That's a good. That's a good one. Uh, look. Ultimately, yeah. when it comes down to DeAndre Hopkins, I really believe it's a money thing. If it's an opportunity to win games and make a deep run in the playoffs, then these other teams that we're talking about would make better options. But I think he's going to go to the highest bidder. That's. But that's just me. Certainly could be. We'll find out as time rolls on, and maybe we talk. Maybe he'll have a decision by this time next week when we're on the, the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. He's your boy Q. I'm Chris Carter. He hosts Locked On Raiders. I host Locked On Steelers, and we're here talking every Friday on the biggest topics of the week in the Locked On NFL podcast. Thanks again, Q. Let people know they can find you, follow you, get more of your work. Well, everything I do or everything that Q does, yeah, you right, can find on Twitter. That old Twitter world at your boy Q. He said, at your boy Q254. That's locked on Raiders, locked on Bets, and locked on NFL with that waffle colored homeboy, Chris Carter. Waffle colored? <laughs> what? <laughs> I am a snickerdoodle. At that. <laughs> All right. That snickerdoodle. That snickerdoodle. 
That's a long word, that snickerdoodle. Chris, where can I get you? <laughs> I'm done. I'm so done. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. My camera's moving on camera's me. That's why my camera's like, crazy. turn this dude off. They're like, like, like stop him. Please yeah, stop. Please His stop camera's me. moving all I'm over done. the place. I'm but done. I'm your host. I'm your host here, Chris Carter, with, with your boy Q. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, where I cover all things Pitt Athletics. You can also check me out on the Locked On Steelers podcast, just like you check out Q on Locked On Bets and Locked On Raiders every day, Monday through Friday, your favorite podcasting apps, your fa- on, on, on YouTube, checking this out. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to this channel to get more Jerry Jones impressions <laughs> from, from Q over here. No more. I'm as done. well as our talk. Week in and week out. Thanks again to Q. Thanks again, everyone. We'll be back next Friday seeing what's happened. But, hey, tune back in on Monday. We're going to have another episode from Kevin Ostriker breaking things down in the NFL and what happened over the weekend. We'll see you then right here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Hmm.